Hey y'all, I'm Amanda Shaw. Louisiana is known around the world as a place to feed your soul. Lucky for you, you're already here. That's why you should stay in this weekend. Enjoy a close by, far from ordinary staycation right here in Louisiana. Reacquaint yourself with the one-of-a-kind culture the world can't get enough of. After all, it's yours. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser inviting you to visit louisianastaycation.com and stay in this weekend. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas. Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Welcome in, it's BC Beck Haines, John Tabor running the board. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Certainly appreciate you joining us. We're your home for Louisiana Tech Athletics for the next 90 minutes, Beck Haynes. It's the final show of the season. Certainly mm. glad to have you in. Um, you know, at this time of year, I'm going to be honest, you're not used to making it in for the final shows of the season, so it's nice <clears> to see you tonight. Yeah, it's been, you know, I've never really had the longevity of, you know, on the radio. And, Ben, I'm just, you know, I'm proud of myself, really. I'm proud of, you know, proud of you for the, just a heck of a season, Ben. You broke up a, a million coaching hires, a lot of recruiting news. Hey, we do it all. For a dollar. For a dollar. For six months. But I, as we just saw on TNT as we're watching it here in the studio, you either live long enough to see yourself be a hero, <laughs> or you either die, or hey, you either die a hero, or either live long enough to become a villain. You're the villain. I'm the villain. Yeah. You're the villain. Don't bleed tech blue radio villain. Well, Beck Haynes coming here bringing you his average knowledge throughout the night. One final time here in mid-February, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Certainly want to thank our sponsors. First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. As always, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line, 888 888- Nine nine three seven seven six two. Also, tune in to Sports Talk nine seven seven on Facebook. Check us out if you want to see our pretty faces. Beck rocking a beautiful Argent hat tonight. He's looking good. He's in. Hey, all right. You're ready for spring ball? Looking at you tonight. Yeah, I got some new. Went to Academy last week, Ben, and just loaded up on Woo! some gear. You are looking. Got good. some new tennies. Nice. Adidas as well. Adidas. Yeah. Are you sure that the team did not issue all yeah. that? Well, I can't really speak on that, Ben. I'm not allowed to speak on I it. hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Well, of course, you know, talking about spring ball, last week, last Wednesday, you know, National Signing Day, the late period, and it didn't bring uh, a lot of drama. Yeah, pretty with low it. key. Yeah, pretty low key, and that's I think that's really to be kind the, of, It's welcome. Yeah. Well, that's the expectation when you look at the two different signing periods now across college football, and Louisiana Tech announces the signees of three players 
Uh, cornerback Raphael Marshall out of Pearland, Texas. Uh, another cornerback safety, Dallas Taylor Cortez out of Iowa Western Community College, formerly of Iowa State. And then the final signee of the class, which we had reported on Bleed Tech Blue, I believe three weeks prior, uh, grad transfer quarterback Luke Anthony uh, from Abilene Christian has now entered, I guess, entered the fray. When, uh, when will he be here? He will be here for spring practice. Speaking Which is? Of, spring practice starts March 13th. It's just one month and two days away. You're going to be there, BC? Hey, right there with my boy Beck Haynes. I might be there. Oh, you're coming every day, bro. <laughs> every day. Talk to the old boss man about that. Yeah, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. But you, you talk about the addition of Luke Anthony to this team, and, you know, we poked and prodded and talked about Jamar Smith for three years. Um, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk to Jamar Smith tonight at 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it. Former Bulldog quarterback will join us. But, you know, you look at entering spring practice in 2020, I think that's going to be uh, the real headline. Who's going to be the next quarterback to take over this team in 2020? And Luke Anthony, Abilene Christian, you look at some of the experience that he has, has started – 24 games, I believe, at Abilene Christian over the previous three years. I believe he has played in 29 games, uh, thrown for over 6,000 yards, around 50 touchdowns. And, you know, we, we get the question all the time about Anthony, how will an FCS quarterback translate to the FBS level? And Same football. Uh, well, it's the same football, but you never really know what the answer is going to be. But what we can tell you is you look at the Abilene Christian program, they're a mid-level Southland Conference team, which is Southland's a, a pretty good FCS conference. But the one thing about Anthony, he's a high-completion guy, uh, completed around 64 65% of his throws uh, throughout his time at Abilene Christian. And he's coming to a Bulldog roster. When you look at the skill positions, obviously Justin Henderson's back in 2020 after rushing for 1,000 yards, had 16 touchdowns. Uh, that the receiver position you got, uh, plenty of talent return on that side uh, with Isaiah Graham, Adrian Hardy, C.J. Powell, Smoke Harris, Griffin Abair. Uh, we could go on and on. George Scott will be back after red shirting a year ago. So, Anthony, not only is he stepping up a level in competition, but he's also going to be surrounded by some more talent. Uh, he'll be competing for the quarterback job this spring uh, with rising red shirt senior Weston Elliott, uh, along with young quarterback red shirt sophomore Aaron Allen, who we got a chance to see a couple of times uh, on the road at Marshall and UAB late in the year for the Bulldogs. But, Beck, hey, you right. bring in a grad transfer, certainly uh, going to garner. With the expectation that he'll. Yeah, I, oh, I think you have to expect that he'll be the starting quarterback. I don't think, um, when you look at this whole grad transfer market and how things work these days, especially at the quarterback position, not too many guys are coming in with the expectation of, hey, I've been starting for two years, but I'm going to be a backup. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you come in there to be the starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, and the coaches aren't you know trying to get him here by saying, "Hey, you have a shot," you know. No, like, it's, no. Hey, you come in, you prove yourself early. You're going to have a chance to be the starting quarterback. And you look at Anthony and some of his credentials. I mean, a two year starter at Abilene Christian. I think that's the thing that jumps off the page. Uh, that's probably the most important thing about him, if I'm correct. <laughs> Having some experience as a grad transfer would would definitely help. Yep. Yeah. What about being that's a captain? A, that's a uh, that's a 
It's a bold, bold prediction right there, BC. Yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, without a doubt, Matt. <laughs> yeah, being a captain, uh, believe it or not, Ben, I think is pretty important. We know. If we know anything about Mr. Right, Ryan. sue me that I want my quarterback to be a captain. I don't feel like that's – It's not a bad thing, but not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But, Beck, you look at what we're going to talk about on tonight's show. Certainly got a lot to cover. And I know I'm dropping the word certainly pretty early and pretty often, but it's the final show of the of the year. Like, we got to bring the heat. So coming up at 6.15, Conference USA Assistant Commissioner Clifton Douglas will join us. Uh, Mr. Douglas will be on to discuss uh, not necessarily the state of Conference USA basketball. We'll talk Conference USA hoops. We'll also talk Conference tournament coming up here in a few weeks in Frisco. Uh, glad to have Mr. Douglas on. Coming up at 6.30, we'll talk some Dunkin' Dogs, Lady Texter hoops. Uh, we'll get to that briefly here in a minute. Uh, 6.45, we'll take a look at spring practice. I think Beck and I have a couple of personal issues that we need to iron out, quite frankly. If, a little if, hot in the old group message today, BC. Beck, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I was glad you showed up tonight, but not really. <laughs> little heated. <clears throat> I understand haven't, you get sensitive ex- when you get your butt whooped. I get it. Haven't it exactly happens. got along throughout the day. But, hey. I, w- I just wish we could share. I wish no, we're we going to share. Oh, we're going to share? Yeah, yeah we're going to open up a can of worms. <laughs> and it's going to be exposed to the public oh. about some of your poor opinions hmm. that you seem to have about Division One college quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Along okay. with some previous Bulldog football seasons. And if we have a chance, we'll also talk some spring practice. And at 7 o'clock, like I mentioned, former Bulldog quarterback Jamar Smith will join us. Uh, we'll kind of give a rundown, you know, what Jamar went on the recruiting trail way back when, five years ago, when he chose to commit to Louisiana Tech. Also kind of discuss his career with him and some of the ups and downs that he had. And if you have any questions uh, for Mr. Smith, you can text him in on the text line, 888-993-7762. So it's kind of a rundown of what we'll be discussing tonight. But uh, <clears throat> going back, to Bulldog basketball last week. First off, Lady Texters, Brooke Store, her team kind of got it together a little bit, split a two-game homestand, dropped a game at home Thursday night to Western Kentucky 84-75 before they bounced back Saturday afternoon against Marshall with a 60-50 win. Uh, they're now sitting at 11-11 overall, 3-8 and in conference play, uh, 10th place in the league standing. So they got some work to do uh, as they get set to go on the road at FIU and FAU this weekend and then really I guess probably the most depressing is depressing disappointing news of the of the week when you talk about the Dunkin' Dogs going on the road to Western Kentucky and Marshall I don't think we thought it would be an easy road trip by any means but Dunkin' Dogs drop a game Thursday night at Western Kentucky 65-54 a uh, game in which they really weren't all that competitive. I think that's the most disappointing part of that loss. And then blew multiple leads at Marshall. I think they led by as many as 12 in the second half before falling 83-79 in overtime. And Beck, Oof. what do you know? What did the dogs fail to do down the stretch? Free throws, man. I didn't even watch the game, but I already know it's free throws. I know. It's disappointing. And so we're going to really discuss that at 630, but – you, you look at this Tech team, and 8-4 and four overall in the league, 17-7 and seven overall. 
uh, tied for third place in the league standings uh, along with FIU and Charlotte. FIU comes to the TAC Thursday night. It's a 6.30 p.m. tip. Beck, by the way, Thursday night, you boy's going to be sitting on the court again. Again. BC. He's making it. Hey, trying to. Trying Ooh. to, my boy. I haven't quite got the invite. Mrs. BTB always gets the invite ahead of me. Hey, hey. she will take an opportunity to sit on the court. Not going to lie. She'll dial it in when she gets to sit on the court. Mm. A little outing without the kids, you know. All right. I mean, I, I didn't, it. you know, slave for BTB all year. It's okay. I don't need it. I don't need an invite. Well, Beck, what did you say before the show? You got a big bonus coming up tonight. So, final <laughs> show tonight. Final show. So, you look at this Tech team. Beck, I have a good question for you. All right. Hit me. Now, you're the average Tech fan. Yeah. You've been to a few games this year. Yeah. So, 17-7 and seven overall, 8-4 and four in the league. And, you know, we... We know what Conference USA is. It's a one-bid league. Like, let's be honest. It's, ain't, ain't getting two. No, nah, not this year for sure. So, we had the comment made on the Bleed Tech Blue message board today that, guys, I'm just, I'm not really singling out this poster, but I wonder if this is the general consensus. It's, guys, I just can't dial it into hoops, especially during the regular season, knowing that the conference tournament is all that matters. And the poster went on to say, call me when the dogs make the NCAA tournament. It's been Mm. 26 years. It's been a while. But, I mean, is that a fair feeling? Is that something that you're feeling as well? I mean, I I think it depends on what your expectations are. That is a little frustrating just knowing that it's kind of, it's all or nothing, you know, and it's tough, especially in the middle of the season when you're dropping some games you shouldn't be dropping. I agree. And, Ben, we talk about this all the time. It just gets old when we feel like Tech has the ability and the skill to be in play for those things, and then it doesn't happen. It's one thing if you're like, hey, we just ain't got it this year. Yeah. But it seems like year after year after year. We got some talent. We got some talent, and then we we will play some games when you're like, man. We're pretty good. teams win in the natty. Yeah. And then we'll drop one to, like, a JV squad, high school squad. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. So – I, I think there's wait. a lot of fans that are like, who is this team? Can we can we make a free throw, please? I can't wait to mention to our listeners later that you'd like to call a conference championship a natty now. Oh, the conference natty. Yeah, the yeah. conference natty. Might as well be. Pretty interesting. Not going to go anywhere other than the conference natty. So Pretty interesting. I don't know, Ben. I think it's I, – I get it, I th- but I don't think that's realistic. If you well, want to be a supporter of the dogs – Well, I think, too, like, if you're not a be big – Be a supporter. Well, if you're not a big basketball fan team. either – If you're not a big basketball fan, I can understand it a little more. But, you know, we have a chance to go out to the tag. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty decent environment. Great place yeah. to have your kids run around. Yeah, and like you said, we ain't been to the tournament in 26 years. So, you're just going to be disappointed every year? I mean, you can always want and hope for better things, but to say that you're not going to root for the team until they make it – it's a little short-sighted. You need to go root for another school. Right. I'm saying it. the Dunkin' Dogs can't do it, Ben. I'm just being realistic. You said it, not me. So we'll discuss the Dunkin' Dogs in depth coming up at 6.30. Uh, a couple quick things before we get to our first timeout. Uh, Lady Texas softball opened this, their season uh, this past weekend in a tournament in Metairie. They dropped four of five games. Uh, their one win came against Alabama A&M. Uh, they dropped contest to Montana in 10 innings. Houston Baptist. Number 19, Texas Tech and Central Arkansas. And then the Diamond Dogs will get things going this weekend. Down in Lafayette, they'll play a doubleheader Saturday against ULL and Southeastern before they close out the weekend with a single game against ULL. Jonathan Fincher will start 
the first game on Saturday with senior Tyler Follis starting game two. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we'll be joined by Conference USA Assistant Commissioner Clifton Douglas. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Get ready for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. It's back. Hey, just John Tabor running the board. Certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. Now joining us on the Fairway Carts hotline, Conference USA Assistant Commissioner Clifton Douglas. Clifton, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. I appreciate you guys having the time to uh, talk Conference USA basketball with me tonight. Absolutely. We appreciate you joining us. So, Clifton, just jumping into things, I know uh, we're really going to hit on the Conference USA tournament. Uh, specifically, you look at the Conference USA tournament, uh, this is the third year that the tournament has been held at the Star in Frisco. Overall, uh, ha- have you guys viewed it as a success uh, being he- held at a neutral site compared to a campus site, uh, which it had been done previously for a number of years? We do. I think um, it was it was something that was new um, in year one. Probably had some skepticism just because it was something that was out of the box, something that had never been done before. Um, grew a little bit in year two, got a lot of positive feedback, um, people returning and excited to come back. And I think that um, in year three, we're just trying to build on new partnerships and also just trying to continue to grow um, the fan experience. It's something that we really haven't, didn't have as much of an opportunity to do when we go on campus. Our schools do a great job of hosting, um, but this is really an opportunity for the conference office to kind of step up and and show what we can do and show that we can grow this great event into something that 
we uh, we kind of just envisioned it being from the start. And when you guys imagined having it at a neutral site, having it in a, in a place like Dallas, how important is that from a travel perspective, uh, knowing that it's so easy to you know fly in and out of that Dallas-Fort Worth airport? No, that, that's definitely a huge part of it. I think the ease of getting to Dallas is something that's attractive. Uh, it's definitely a destination city. Um, and us being able to, to partner in what's really grown into a huge sports hub, the DFW area is uh, fertile, and it gives us a lot of land. Of, it's the land of opportunity when it comes to, to sports marketing and sports business. So we really think that it was something that we would be able to continue to grow and, and really give a huge experience to those who come in from out of town and, and really brand Conference USA basketball in the DFW area. And looking at Conference USA, and this isn't an issue that – uh, really, it's just strictly Conference USA, but really across uh, collegiate sports nationally, attendance is down. And I guess I have a little bit of a two- or three-part question. As a league, are there any steps that are being taken to combat this issue? Can there even be you know, steps that can be taken to help with this? And how does the ability to stream and watch nearly every sporting event uh, hurt attendance you know, really across the country? Well, we definitely, we definitely understand uh, understand that concern. It's something that I think across the nation, like you said, a lot of people are feeling the effects um, of attendance being down. But we, we believe that there are steps that can be taken um, to combat the effects of low attendance. Um, for instance, um, some of the things that we're doing is, uh, like I said before, creating and focusing on creating an experience that you can't get at home and really encouraging the public to come out it's really a family-friendly environment that you're really going to come out and be able to build lasting memories um, with loved ones. Um, but then also just doing things on our part as far as hitting the streets of Dallas and the DFW area, doing some grassroots marketing, um, and then also just building our fan fest area, which is going to be going on throughout the entire event. Uh, we're going to have sponsors and vendor activations that are going to be going on out there, um, huge area for kids to run around and, um, and have some fun and, learn about Conference USA basketball and our conference as a whole, but then also uh, be able to step right inside and check out some men's and women's games. And I think it's it's um, a lot of people across the nation can't say that they're going to be able to give you two courts in a huge, beautiful facility where you'll be able to watch men's and women's hoops over a four-day span. And you look at you know the Conference USA tournament, I know you guys uh, adopted the bonus play, pod play uh, scenario for the men's side. Uh, this is the second year that the league has done it. Um, what have the overall reviews been from, you know, not necessarily each individual school, but as a league, uh, how have the coaches liked it to this point, and how long uh, will it take you guys to determine some of the positives and negatives uh, that might come with it? Yeah. Uh, well, some of our goals going into bonus play, um, one, of course, was to improve our tournament seating for our team that, had, that will go uh, with an automatic qualifying bid to the NCAA tournament. And then another was to just add an additional opportunity for a team to get a bid. Now, um, what it also does, it, it groups teams together. Um, so you'll have the top of the league playing against the other teams that are in the top of the league. So in that top group, you'll have our top five teams um, going at each other late in the season. And it really develops a lot of late matchups in the season. Um, and it really grows the excitement from a fan perspective, even down to the bottom group where you have those last four teams really competing for something, and that's those last two spots in the conference tournament. Um, so 
I, one thing I do think is growing a lot of excitement um, late in the season. Um, but to be honest with you, in order for it to meet, it hasn't met all of our goals, um, but we definitely see some positives to it. And, you know, ultimately can't put a timeline on what it's going to take for us to to really just hit the mark, all of the marks that we want. But I think uh, just having one year of data behind us, I don't think it was enough to really just draw on whether or not what all of the pros and cons are of it. Um, you know, but we'll continue to go through it this year, and uh, we'll reassess at the end of the year and see if it's continue to meet our uh, expectations. And so when you look at the conference as a whole, both on the men and women's side, uh, there's a ton of quality programs that have been, you know, really bell cow programs for many years across the NCAA. And I, I think the league has enhanced its quality of basketball over the years. What needs to be done to take that next step to, you know, further progress and potentially uh, get to where, you know, the league really is pushing uh, for two bids on both sides. Right. No, definitely. We've definitely had a, a lot of great coaches in this league. And uh, the five new coaches that came in a couple of years ago have really done a great job uh, reinvigorating some of these programs that historically have been pretty good but might not have been great as of late. Um, but definitely uh, kudos to all of our coaches in the league. They're really doing a good job and really bringing – the bottom of our league up to where we knew they could be competitively. Um, I think that it ultimately um, to further enhance competition, I think one thing that we constantly um, talk to our coaches about is opportunities in non-conference to, to go up against the best in the, in the country and, and prove that Conference USA basketball is, um, that we play competitive basketball and we compete with other conferences um, across the nation. And so you look ahead to the Conference USA's tournament uh, starting exactly one month from today, uh, March 11th. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit uh, how, how fans can get tickets for the tournament and some of the events uh, that might be surrounding the tournament uh, throughout the four days. No, definitely. You can uh, reach, you can grab tickets at your university box office if you're close to one of our um, member institutions. So we're definitely having tickets on sale at our university box offices. But then also you can also go to conferenceusa.com slash hoops at the star um, where you can get a lot of information regarding our basketball tournament, everything from our fan fest to tickets and other promotions that we have going on as well. Absolutely, Clifton. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio and uh, looking forward to another great Conference USA basketball tournament uh, here in just another month. All right, awesome. Look to see you guys in Frisco. Absolutely. Assistant Conference USA Commissioner Clifton Douglas joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, certainly give thanks to him for taking some time out of his night. And, Beck, you know, I know you've watched the Conference USA tournament over the past couple of years. And, you know, any time you go to a neutral site, I know you go back to 2013, 2014, you know, some of those Mike White years, we really wished – there would have been a neutral site. And I think when you have a tournament at a neutral site, it's going to hurt your attendance. But let's be honest. I don't know if when you look at the 14 teams that are in Conference USA, I don't know if there's a better place to have it. You know, obviously you could look at Dallas. Maybe the one other place you could look at would be Nashville. But Dallas is a prime spot, uh, easy to travel to. And I know if Tech ends up, making a run in the Conference USA tournament. I know two guys that'll be there. Yeah. BC and Beck Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, we and you know we, we there's been a push for Tech to 
to develop the alumni base in Dallas and as I well. Think too. Doing yeah, a good and job. then with baseball and then playing some bowl games, which I know is something that you know Tommy and the guys are. They want to be in Dallas every few years and, oh, yeah. and across multiple sports yeah. is a big deal. And that's, uh, you know, as you know, Ruston, Louisiana, you come to Tech and a lot of people would love to work here in Ruston, but it's just not very big. And so, you know, I, I can count on – I can't even count on two hands how many people we know that have gone off to Dallas and, oh, and, yeah. and uh, gotten jobs over there. Go. So yeah. there's a ton of alumni over there. So I think that's a win-win for, for Tech and for Conference USA. Absolutely. So we appreciate Clifton Douglas – Conference USA Assistant Commissioner joining us tonight uh, kind of help out promote the Conference USA Basketball Tournament, which is pretty crazy. Just one month away, uh, both the Dunkin' Dogs and the Lady Texters are making their push towards the finish line in conference play. Let's go ahead, take our next time out. We come back from the break, talk a little Dunkin' Dog basketball. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. While other golf car manufacturers are just getting around to lithium batteries, EasyGo leads the way. A new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden with a lithium battery delivers much longer battery life. Their batteries are maintenance-free, deliver consistent performance, and come with an unprecedented eight-year battery warranty. Choose the leader in lithium battery technology, EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Visit the showroom or call 371-CART. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Be Steve Beck, James John Taylor, right on the board. Appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck, we wearing you out tonight. Tell you what, it's been a day. It's been I a mean, day. It's, it's, you know, it's not that tough, just humbling you all day in a group message, but is what it is. It is what it is. A hey, quick up. update. Yeah. How, how's the old pass to the face going? Oh, yeah. Um, How many days in are we? About I think eight. eight. I think eight. I started Sunday a week ago. So. Not going to lie. When I get the videos. I mean, how am I doing creative-wise? You know, I sit there. I lay in bed every night, fall asleep, trying to figure out how to make it unique. In well, I, I think the one. But then you wake up at 2.30 and you're like, screw unique. You know, I'm, I'm just so tired. The one good thing is. The force in which you slam your face with the pie is extremely impressive, which, quite frankly, I'm surprised your nose ain't broke yet. I ain't here to just, this ain't no middle of the mall stuff, okay? I was, this is the I real was, deal. I was actually pretty impressed you were outside last night. A little driving rainstorm. Yeah, I sat down on the old patio furniture, got soaked. I almost <laughs> fell out of the chair, too, bro. 
Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie, it's rough, you it know. Is? And you're snoozing the alarm, and you know, like I, I can get up and just get this over with. Well, make sure you're on time. I ain't worried about being on time. Really? Yeah, not worried about it. Hey guys, listen. The other night, I believe it was Saturday morning, we wake up and Bex tapes. You'll get a kick out of this. Bex just apologizing, like, guys, I'm sorry. I, I promise, I got up. I promise, I promise, I did the video. And we're like, Bex. What are you talking yeah. about? We got the video. So his phone showed him not delivered. Yeah. He's freaking out. Well, here's the deal. Thought so he was have so to they're, start they're over. all worried that I'm gonna like film it at ten thirty at night and then wake up at two and send it, you know, like like well, I, I would. So. Yeah, I would. Right, yeah. please. So. And uh but we have a, a league member that moved to Paris. We call him French Kyle. And uh, so it I don't know what time it is. I think it's like nine AM. I'm totally guessing. But he texts, which is one thirty our time, he texts a code word, Tabes, that I have to include in my video so that we know it's at least been done after one thirty. How's this going over with Mrs. BTB oh, co-host? She hates it. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and, and she, she tells really? me, she's like, you woke me up last night. And I'm like, you know what, babe? That just adds to the... Yes, I know. Part I'm, sometimes I'm sneaky, but I think I've just been more like, you know, real ticked the last few days. So. Tabes, have you ever seen the uh, the Waffle House Punishment? I have. That, that one's pretty solid, not going to lie. You know, somebody told me a punishment the other day, and I thought I couldn't text it, but I was like, that's going to be our next punishment, and I already forgot it. But the Waffle House one's pretty good. For our listeners that don't know, it's it's called the Waffle House Challenge. You start 24 hours? Yeah. You start out 24 hours in Waffle House, but for every waffle you eat, you can subtract an hour from your sentence. So everybody, you know, we got one league member that's like, I'd love to do that. I'll just do that anyway. I but, think I could get out of there in yeah. 12 hours. The guy was live tweeting it, and he was like, made a mistake. I put syrup on my first four waffles, you know, which Ooh. is like, you know, syrup can expand, and, you know, you get full faster. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's better than, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's better than Walmart. A, oh, the Walmart. For 24 hours. 24 hours in Walmart. But I tell you what, I'm day eight on pies, and it feels like I've been doing it for a year, BC. Beck, I feel like you've been doing it a pretty long time, too. So I go to bed every night, and it's just, it is a little nagging in the back of your head of like, man, in three hours, four hours, I got to get up and. This is a little off topic, but let me ask you this. All right. So, so what are you doing to avoid being last place next year? <sighs> man, we've been, let me tell you, Paw Claws has been in the lab, Ben. We've been in the lab. Have you been mock drafting? Yeah, yet? been mock drafting. And you we, playing we XFL cleaned fantasy? House. We cleaned house, first of all. Play, everybody but the owner stayed. You playing XFL fantasy? Might help you I out. mean, everybody uh, everybody but the owner left. Um, no, I'm not playing uh, XFL. Which, Ben, they I will really be honest. I really do have it. Hey, I think it was good that we saw the AAF last year because compared to that, this XFL's is a top-notch production. My favorite's Pat McAfee. Yes. Killing it. Oh. I mean, why would you not have him on every game? In a bolo tie every game. Yeah. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, man, I was just very impressed. You know, I really was. Tapes, here's what I don't get. Why did the team, the Dallas Renegades, not play their games at the Frisco Soccer Stadium? Where we had the Frisco Bowl? Yeah. The DXL Bowl? Why would I don't I think that would have been. may have given so them that, the, the squadoosh on that one. I have no idea. So I that, think that would have been the best place for them. That's, what I, Rangers, that's where I thought it would be. Stadium. So are they, I thought they were tearing that down. Are they not? Is it exclusively not. for the XFL oh, now? I mean, it can't be. They pumped like 10 million. million. Yeah, 10 million yeah the, the XFL Renegades. Did, or the yeah. Renegades did. Okay, listen to this. So Sutton, you know, you, you guys know Sutton, but he uh, he in our group the other day, he was like, hey, let's uh, let's all pick an XFL team and just go hard. You know, yeah, I'm all guys. in on the DC so, defenders. Yeah, Cardell. So Sutton sends. Uh, I got the Renegades. Uh, you know, my boy Landry Jones. Sutton's a quote unquote Steelers fan, and Landry had a small stint in uh, Pittsburgh. 
So he was like, oh, you know, and then I'm I'm work, and I'm at work, you know, so I'm actually working, you know. Yeah. And then you he work hard. he said, you know, Beck, you you seem like a St. Louis Battlehawks kind of guy. And I was like, sure, I don't care, I'll take him. Well, then I start looking at it, and then, and the Renegades are like ten point favorites against the <laughs> Battlehawks. And I was like, then I really start looking at it, and I'm like, man. Sutton would take the team that's projected to finish oh, number one, oh, yeah, and it still. suggests that I take the team projected Initially, last. Initially, I was I was going to ride with Houston, the Roughnecks, yeah. but man, St. Louis really impressed yes. me. Tank yes. is on the St. And Louis. Then, I mean, I know, I know. You, you got Chuck Long in the booth yes. calling up the old yes. run pass option. I was like, okay, you got a guy that knows what he has and he's working with it and. And they won the ball game. Coach Jordan was like Tiamu. a mad scientist, too. Hey, yeah. a, a name we, we know. Yeah, Ole Miss quarterback. Hey, how about this? L.A. Wildcats fired their D.C. after one Yeah, there must have been a, there must have been an altercation. I refuse to believe it. Was My good. opinion was he's like, guys, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Show you yeah. how old I am. I, yeah. I remember Pepper Johnson from his playing days. <laughs> he's like, guys, I'm out. Yeah. Well, anyways, I don't know if y'all saw, but the Battlehawks took it to the Renegades. Hey, not going to lie, this is a little bit outside the box. Hey, next franchise QB. Are we QB? starting an XFL podcast? Ne- we might. Next franchise QB for the Saints, Cardell Jones. Oh, my gosh. All 6'6", six, six, Who's your team, the D- D.C. Defenders? Oh, we're lit. And who's Lanes? Like a soccer team? Lanes is the Guardian? Yeah. Uh, they won, York. right? Yeah, they got Everybody won, but Sutton's Don't know team. about high school, but he is yet to lose a game as a starting quarterback in that college is... or the pros. Oh, we're about to go into Cardell? Yeah. Yep. Hey, you know who was the worst quarterback in the league, and then we'll get to Dunkin' Dog Soups? Murray, Aaron Murray, Andy, no, Ari, Andy Murray plays as well. Being Andy, <laughs> yes, Aaron Murray was, was it Aaron? I thought it was Andy. Horrible. Now, he looked a little off. Well, we're not talking the 2016 no. U.S. Open here. No. All right, no. my bad. My bad. But man, the Vipers jerseys were terrible too. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, the Battlehawks are the team of the future, and get ready, XFL. Hey, I'm glad that you're pulling for a St. Louis team. I know. that was Because the I thing. hate the Cardinals and I hate the Battlehawks. I know. I know. It is I what know. it is. I'm All a Reds right. fan, too, you know? Yeah, you're a big Reds fan. Let's let's talk some Dunkin' Dogs, too. So, oh, I can't believe we got off on that tangent, but <laughs> XFL needed a shout-out. I, I know. I know, Taves. Taves is over here in disbelief that I like the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Reds. The Reds. Cincinnati didn't have an XFL team, Taves. Ben likes What's the, that got to do with cheering for two NL Central teams? I know. That's bad. That's real bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's that's rough. Well, I got I couldn't get behind any of the other cities, man. I'm gonna be honest. Ooh, I'm gonna be honest. Not a Reds fan either. Apologies, Mark Kramer, if you're listening. But listen, Dunkin' Dogs, rough week on the road last week. Travel up to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Fall sixty five fifty four at Western Kentucky Thursday night. Listen, we knew that this would be a tough game. It was a blackout in Bowling Green. A raucous crowd. Got a got a pretty good arena. But listen, dogs fell behind by 20 in the first half. 44 24 at the break. I believe Western was shooting 64% from the field. They had shot 13 free throws in the first half. Tech had shot none. We'll get to that in a second. And, you know, really at the half, the game was over. Like, let's be honest. How many 20 point deficits can you erase at the collegiate level? But dogs battle back, got within 10, uh, I believe, with a round. 12, 13 minutes to go. Mentioning 12 or 13 minutes to go with 12, 12 remaining in the game. Dogs got to the free throw line for the first time. First time. Took a whopping 28 minutes to get to the free throw line. But, hey, dogs only shot four free throws all night. 
Western Kentucky. Yep, they shot 23, went 19 of 23 at the line. A little home cooking. A little home cooking. Hey, they shoot 78% at the line, fifth best nationally. Hey, Beck, maybe the Dunkin' Dogs should have stayed for a little practice. Right, you know what the they do, Ben? Line. They knock it down. They knock it down. Hey, just knock it down. Dogs went 2 of 4. 2 of 4. Woo. 50% action. Not too good. Hey, get this. You know I'm a stat guy, right? Yep. First time since 2013 that no tech player scored in double figures. Mm. You know who they played on that faithful night in 2013? Duke. Denver. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> hey, you know what conference the dogs were in? The WAC. Tell you, do you remember the one-year run Denver had in the WAC? Didn't they have like a, a top three finish? I was about to say they got a or they used to they have had a, a really good yeah, program. They had a solid program. They had a really good program back then. But yeah, how crazy is that? Bracy led Tech with nine points. And listen, I know Tech gave up sixty five points, but they weren't awful defensively. They did a really nice job on Hollinsworth. How can that be so different from night to night? I don't care who your competition is. You see all these schools that are playing number one, number two, number three seeds, and they still scoring points, man. Here, here's what I'm going to say about this Tech team, and this is jumping a little ahead. To it's where... the same size basketball, and it's the same size hoop. Listen. Knock it down. Knock it down. But, hey, listen. I've said this all year about this Tech team. They got depth. They got talent. I think Conkle's a pretty good X's and O's coach, and they're really good defensively. They're the number one team in the league defensively. Here's where they struggle. No rah-rah. On a night like this, when Western Kentucky's taking it to you on both ends of the floor, they don't have that one guy offensively that they can throw the basketball to and say, hey, stop this run. Go get me a basket and stop a run. I think that's the biggest thing that this Tech team lacks. Honestly, I think it probably prevents them from making a run at the NCAA tournament. If this team had Eric McCree, I think they'd probably win the conference. Is that is that appropriate, Tabes? I mean, I, I feel like I want Ledoux to be. Oh, that, I do too. I want him to be that guy. I do too. I think he's the closest we have to that guy. But he's not. I just think he sometimes he'll you, he wants a to lot, heat check when he's that's not hot. A great example too, by the way, McCree. Yeah, he could go get you a bucket. It's just one. It's well, it's between the ears. Yeah. It's not even really about physical talent. No, he it's knows like, he's good. Okay, we're bogging down. I've got to make a play for yep. us. No, I agree. And I think you talk about a guy like McCree. Or when Gerard was here. Yep. And you got a guy like McCree who he was six foot eight. He could score in the post. He could score He's in the mid range. Six foot eight. Yeah, he could score in the post. He could score in the mid range game and he could knock down a three. Ledoux's problem to me, and I'm not bashing the kid, I think Ledoux's a good player, but he doesn't handle the ball exceptionally well. At times he'll heat check when he's not hot from three point range. A lot like Beck does in open gym. <laughs> yeah. And when he tries to drive the lane, he sometimes goes out of control, and instead of getting himself to the free throw line, he'll throw up a wild shot. And I, it just—they have players that show up at times like they can score. Archibald has the nice runner down the lane, but Archibald's not a great jump shooter with the man in his face. I just really think that's what prevents this team when they go into scoring droughts. They don't have that one player that can bail them out and get a bucket or get to the free throw line and slow an opposing team down. And you look, you know, you look to Saturday night with Marshall, the same exact thing happened. This was a game that Tech led throughout the game. You know, Muhammad and Gordon, they combined for 24 points and 20 boards. I think they were like 12 of 12 from the field. They were just dominant down low. But Marshall makes the 13-1 to run in the middle of the second half, 
and Tech was just unable to stop it. I know they got to the end of the game. Tech has a one-point lead. Archibald goes to the free-throw line uh, with about, I think it was about 12 to 15 seconds remaining. Has an opportunity to give Tech a three-point lead. What's he do? Only makes one of two. Marshall comes back. Tech does their job defensively, force an air ball, but it lands in the head hands of the 6'11", big boy Byers. I'll get to Byers in a minute. I got a problem with him. And he throws up a circus fadeaway, 6'11", 17-footer, and it drops with four seconds left. Dogs come back. Bracey drops the length of the floor. Guess what? Doesn't get a shot off. Game goes to overtime. Marshall was just they, – they weren't going to lose that game at home in overtime. Uh, Tech really struggled at the free throw line. They go just 19 of 29. Now, that's not to say Marshall was any better. They were 44%, 8 of 18. But got to make free throws late. You have to make free throws late to close out games on the road, uh, especially against a Marshall team with Dan D'Antoni. They like to spread the floor. They love to shoot the three. I mentioned Byers, 6'11 kid, goes for 24 points, knocks down six three-pointers. Coming into the game, he was averaging four points a game, had only made 11 threes all year. I mean, some of it's bad luck, but at the same time, like, knock your free throws down and you win the game. And we're, we're, we're talking with a completely different tone as Tech's sitting 9-3, and three, still competing for a top one or two seed in the league. But you look at the league standings, Tech's 8-4, 17-7 overall. Uh, I mentioned a three-way tie for third, along with FIU, comes to the Tech Thursday night. Uh, they'll also host FAU on Saturday afternoon, but... Tech looks like they're locked into the top pod. The bottom or the second pod, the best team right now is six and six. They're not really going to push for the top pod. So Tech's going to find themselves in that top five. Really need to get two home wins this week uh, to secure themselves into the top four seeds uh, so that they do get a bye. Uh, you know, or I say into the top four seeds. So they look better for pod play, get some home games against some of the better teams and then secure that top four seed so that you get a bye in the conference tournament coming up on March 11th. But it, it was a frustrating week, a uh, week that I, I don't uh, – or I didn't really look forward to talking about it too much because it's just it, – it, we've seen this before. Yeah, Brad. same thing over and over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, and, that's a, and that's not to take anything away from what they've accomplished to this point. It's just – it's really frustrating to watch at times. You really want to see them get over that hump and take that next step that we believe they have the talent to do so. But, like I said, it's going to take some execution. It's going to take someone stepping up offensively and getting some big buckets uh, when Tech goes into some of these scoring droughts. So. I, always, I always kind of forget of basketball, too. Like, you know, you, there's no there's no 10-point shot, no. you know? So yeah. it's like you can you, – Well, it's the time, a game of runs, yeah, and too. It's, and, you know, yeah, it, that's the thing. It's, you, you never really feel comfortable, and then nope. – and then you get down 12, and it's like you go three quarters of kind of being anywhere from eight to 12 points down. It's super frustrating. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's hard to claw back it, into it's games. It's hard to claw. Like, you need a big run, and then they call a timeout, and he runs over. And yeah. it's like, man, it's tough. But did you – this is off topic, but did you watch the Duke-NC game the other night? Yeah, that was insane. That, that was, was a probably foul. the best college the best basketball game, game I've ever seen. Oh, ever seen. With my eyeballs. Really? I haven't that seen was, that many. That was a really good game. The, the – Plays that Trey Jones made at the end of that game were absurd. The missed free throw, and he bounces it 25 feet off the rim, and he goes hey, and I can do that play, just not on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. I'm just going to rip back. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7.
Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, DQ fans, we're setting you up on a delicious date with the Double Fudge Cookie Dough Blizzard of the Month. It'll be love at first bite. A bite filled with everyone's favorite cookie dough, rich chocolate, and sweet cocoa chunks. All blended in a world-famous soft serve. Grab one today, because you and this treat are a match made in flavor heaven. And get $1 any size soft drinks Monday through Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. That happens all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the uncommon bank. Member FDIC. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's the segment of the year. All right, listen up here. This has been an ongoing feud for months, for a long time, and I've about had enough. And so I figured there, there was no better time than today to really put Beck away let him know that, hey, daddy's home. <laughs> like, you can pipe down, but here we go. All right, so, Beck, give our listeners a little insight of, where, of how we even got on this topic, and then we'll talk about how it progressed throughout the day. I don't even remember if I know how we got on this topic. I don't either. That's why you wanted me to do it? Yeah. Well, here's what Is happened. That, are, we, are, we, are we talking about quarterbacks? Are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about collegiate quarterbacks. Here we go. We got into an argument. Y'all have heard us argue. Me and Beck, we argue about Jamar a lot. But here we go. Jamar just finished his career at Tech, okay? And I gave Beck the facts. I was like, listen, he's the winningest QB in Tech D1 history. I was like, he threw for over 10, or he had over 10,000 total yards, 66, 70 touchdowns, whatever he finished up with. And I said, Beck, listen, if you told me when a kid signed out of high school and you told me that was going to be his career numbers, I would ask you, where do I sign? I'll sign for every single collegiate quarterback to finish with those totals. And I said, on the end, I said, Jamar had a good college career. And Beck, no, I, don't I still think disagree. I don't think that's what you said. What did I say? You said something about like him being like... I said he had a good career. I mean, I agree he had a good career. I, I just... said overall career. And here's, here's Beck's main argument. Beck's main argument was, 
when you look back at some of the t- previous Tech quarterbacks, he would say that. I don't even. That's not even my argument. It's not. No. Then what's your argument? Do we even know? Yes, I know. All right, but tell okay, me. Okay, I'm saying those stats are in fact good stats, yeah. and yeah, nine times out of ten, you find out you, you're going to recruit somebody and they're going to have those stats. Like heck yeah. Well, yeah. Tell them. Tell them your disagreement. My disagreement is the way like I ended. Aside from the bowl game, and, I, and y'all know how I feel about bowl games. Like, cool, but not that cool, you know? Yeah, like, we got it. I much prefer a conference championship, and that's a part 2A of the conference. Conference natty. Conference natty. I prefer that. But I left 2017 disappointed. Again, Jamar Young, I can deal with that. I left 2018 very disappointed. And 2019, I was disappointed again. Granted, still some success, and Jamar played fantastic when he played. But as a whole, my argument to this was bowl games, I'm glad we won them. Jamar, like he 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 was great on the field when he was on the field. There 2018, there was a lot of there was four one point losses. Am I right? That's yeah, three one point losses and then a double overtime loss yes. to Southern okay. Miss. So I'm just disappointed. And I'm not putting all that on Jamar, but my deal with that was Ben was you were saying that like, oh, he's a that's a great college career. He's blah 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 blah, and I'm like, yeah, but I still left. Like stats aren't as important to me as as W's, and I know that we can't put all the W's on Jamar or the L's, but I don't. I don't think we're people are going to look back on his career and think, man, that was one of Tech's most thriving times. Uh, well, and I think you're going to look back on his career in ten years and say, you know what? He had a pretty good career. He found he left the program better than he found it. But I also say this, like. I agree that the suspension part of it, especially this year, not even talking about 2017 and 2018, that was disappointing. But like I told you, I think that you look at some of the things on top of that, the winning of the 10 games to me was more important. Y'all have heard me make the argument. I think winning bowl games does more for you nationally than it does than a conference championship does. You can agree. You can disagree. I don't care. It's my opinion. I talk to the recruits. You don't. So let me tell you something. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to stop you there. There Certainly some bowl games are bigger than others. Okay. Tech beats Arkansas State in what, the New Orleans Bowl? Yeah. Who cares, all right? Okay. Nobody cares. So you think – And more- also, but, a, but a, recru- a high school recruit has no idea what a conference championship is even like. I agree. They don't know the significance of that. They don't know how hard it is to do that year in the out. They just played their little state championship. And they're like, let's go travel and get bowl gifts. And like, duh, that sounds exciting. But a conference championship is important. I'm not saying it's not important. My argument is a bowl game means more to your national relevance, your national brand. That's very situational. Yes, the game against Miami, that's a big deal. Now, anybody that knows anything about college football knows Miami sucked this year. They were terrible. They were the Orange Bowl two years ago. I don't care. Two years is a long time. Two years ago, I didn't have two kids. Now I have two kids. (laughs) I'm just saying, Ben, That's you're you're stuck with the U of the 80s, and you're like, oh, it's the U. We beat no, the U. My point is this. Half the team set out to go to the only good players set out to go to the draft, okay? Yeah. The other play, they're dead serious. Go find somebody walking on the street, and they would have been just as productive at quarterback for Miami as they were. They were still top ten recruits. They were freshmen. That's great, Ben. That's great. I'm just saying. that's a. But I'm even giving you credit for that. That's a bigger oh, game. Oh, I know. But Arkansas State – we're going to disagree on this point. I think more people watches watches Arkansas State and La Tech in the New Orleans Bowl than watch 
La Tech and WKU in the 2016 CBS Sports Network Conference Championship. I'm sorry that's yeah, not at my yeah, go-to yeah, network. Yeah, listen. Okay, are you talking about nationally? I'm talking about like the, the fans, the people that follow Tech. Like a conference championship is a big with, deal. No, I agree with that. I agree that the fans, like if you're an alumni of Tech, like you think the conference championship is more important. I you, get you that argument. You just want to play for the national. I want to play for Tech. No, I want to be Boise State. I know you do. Boise That's State, who I want to be. You still got to win. National you still got to win. Okay. You still got to win. But how many years have we gone in a row? Five that we should we had a legit shot at at least playing, if not winning, the conference championship, yeah. and no, it hadn't I, happened. I understand. Ain't even sniffed it. I understand it. But listen to this. All right, next argument. This argument also transferred into Beck believing that we we argued over Cody Sokol. And Jeff Driscoll had better tech careers than no, Jamar Smith. No, you took that and ran with it. <laughs> no. I was saying you cannot compare somebody that played one year versus somebody that played three. Hey. Of course, somebody that played three years is going to throw up hey. hopefully a few more stats hey. than somebody that played one. Hey, Beck, Beck tossed this one out. I'm about to really take him off. No, no. He said, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if Jeff Driscoll would have played at tech for three years, he would have had a great career. You know, and I said, Bold take, Beck. Yeah. The number one QB in the nation? I know, but that's a, a really, that's a really, like, what? You're just confirming what? I'm not saying it as, like, I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Guess what? It's a cold, hard truth, Ben. It's a fact. It, we don't know. I mean, it's probably a fact. What was our second argument? Oh, about. Oh, the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Beck gets me so worked up. He would rather watch. Oh, Ben said, oh, who cares that they were the Orange Bowl? 2012, the Orange yeah. Bowl's officials came to Ruston to watch us in the conference championship. Yep. Tech no, it just, wasn't the conference okay. championship. Well, almost the conference championship yeah. against who? Oh, Utah State. Utah State. Well, Tech just took a standing siesta in the middle of the field. And, I mean, horrible. So, I mean, that Orange Bowl officials got out of town faster than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay? And Ben says, who cares? We didn't go to the Orange Bowl. Who cares? Me and Sutton's argument was, hey, to that was even be on their radar is kind of a big deal. I don't disagree that it's not a big deal. My point is this. 2012, when you look back at that season now, cool, you had the Orange Bowl there. It was still a disappointing finish, just like any oh, of these no other question. years. Yeah, it's a disappointing finish for sure. All right. What were we even arguing about with that like, one? And I told Beck, I was like, who cares if you have a guy show up in an orange jacket and said he works for the Orange Bowl? I mean, it's a for someone like Tech to even, I agree, even be on their radar. Like, was, that I'm not saying good. I'm taking that and I'm like getting a tattoo of that experience because it was so memorable. I'm just that was. But I think you could argue that that Tech was ranked that year. I think that you could argue that 2012 season might have been more flubbed than anything, like any year. Like like the way they finished that season. Like imagine if that happened like this year or next yeah, year. Yeah, that was that was definitely a more dramatic crash. And because of the bowl game fiasco. No, I know. That's and, what I'm saying. And with Vanderbilt not getting us into a bowl, whatever the story is on that. Like, that was a very – we lost a game we should have won. We had a chance to go to the Orange Bowl. And we just totally dropped the ball. Then we don't even get a bowl game. Like, there's not going to be a more dramatic ending to a season than, like, a quiet-ish suspension of our star quarterback this year to potentially 11-12 to 12 win season. I think that if, if that 2012 season – happened like in today's world where social media dominates everything oh twitter would have blown up cool for a little old rustin we'd have been trending Whew. like this oh can i just say one more thing yeah one more thing yeah uh ben loves to drop a stat and i just 
I'm a stat. I'm going to hit you with my best line of the day. All right. Toot toot. Here we go. Ben drops a stat about Jamar. Jamar's great stats, okay? Drops a stat. And I my argument is stats are you can you can change stats to be whatever you want. Me and Philip Rivers have the same amount of Super Bowl wins. Does that tell the whole story, Ben? Doesn't no. tell the whole story. Now he's got a few more kids than you, bro. Got a few more. Be careful out there, all you statisticians. Let's go ahead. We know what you're doing. Yeah, you're right. Hey, right. speaking of Jamar Smith, he's coming up next. Let's take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary an outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. Final show of the season. Now joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline, former Bulldog quarterback Jamar Smith. Jamar, how you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. I appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. So let's go back to the early days before you even became a Bulldog, back to the recruiting process. Uh, I know you had a, you know, a number of offers out there. Uh, it came down to Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech. I guess my first question is, did you even know anything about Louisiana Tech prior to your recruitment? Uh, yeah, I did. You know, uh, my dad went to Bama. You know, um, I remember he having a plaque, you know, when they left to La Tech uh, the 97 and 99 year. You know, he had a plaque in his house. You know, I still remember that. So I know a little bit about, you know, Louisiana Tech, but, you know, not anything with the recruitment. You know, I was all set on Mississippi State up until – you know, my senior year, you know, I I found out by, you know, a reporter had called me, you know, he was like, 
seen it. And I was like, well, you're the first person to tell me that. So I was like, all right, then. You know, I'll be fine without, you know, I'm still going to, you know, work, you know, go through high school and then, you know, going, to, you know, having the decision to go to Louisiana Tech, you know, with uh, Coach Tay, you know, Coach Peterson at the time, Coach Javu, Coach, uh, Coach Holtz, you know, you know, they was talking to me, you know, almost every day, you know, just making sure that I was comfortable with everything, you know. They gave me the opportunity to play baseball as well, and um, I was just, you know, grateful to do that, you know, it was just the opportunity they gave me, you know, just coming straight out of high school. And you look back, you know, you had the opportunity to redshirt in 2015 and learn under an older guy like Jeff Driscoll. But, you know, 2016, your redshirt freshman year, you get the opportunity to start the opener at Arkansas. What was that moment like for you? Were there any nerves uh, leading up into that game? Uh, I was nervous on the, on the way, you know, to Arkansas when we left that Friday. You know, you know, that whole night I was just nervous, you know, like, man, this is my first game, you know, just – there's opportunities here, you know, and I went out there for pregame, you know, I felt the energy, you know, man, it was my first game, and I was like, man, this crowd is wild, you know. They come out there told them the first time, you know, with the team, you know, and I had the opportunity to start. You know, that game, it, it kind of missed something for me. You know, I scored my first game. You know, it was a quarterback draw, you know, going to the end zone. So I still remember those, you know, those plays, those things that, you know, kind of started my career. And you look back, you know, you mentioned uh, that you had the opportunity to play baseball at Louisiana Tech as well. Uh, I know you were drafted out of high school early on in your career. Was it difficult to juggle playing two different sports? Uh, no, honestly, I, it was fun for me. You know, I, I just still remember the the days I was like have spring football practice and then like literally go hurry up and take a shower and run over to the baseball field and get ready for a game. It was just so fun to me, you know, and, and I had, you know, having an injury, and, you know, and I just had to, you know, just try to stay, just, just try to get healthy, you know, just focus on that, and then now I stay with football for the rest of my junior uh, And so, you know, looking into a little bit of playing the quarterback position, obviously uh, it's probably, it is the most difficult to position to play, but from a game plan standpoint, uh, especially as you progressed into your career, did, did you try to sit down uh, on a weekly basis and give the coaches certain plays that you might be more comfortable with each week, or are you just trying to roll with the entire playbook and, and execute what Coach Holtz might have called on a weekly basis? Yeah, you know, throughout the week, we always try to execute almost every play that we had in the game plan. And uh, we had, a you know, quarterback's notes and, and the test that we go over Friday, and, and those are our highlight plays, and, and we made sure that, I understood the key reads, the, the, the movement keys, the protections, the run checks, and everything I need to know for that game plan. I, I just, man, like, so as coach, you know, all all up to Coach Tate, you know. That was my guy, you know, coming in. I was so excited when he became the, the uh, quarterback's coach. And, you know, when I first got here, he was a receiver's coach, so it was kind of weird, you know. The guy that played, you know, quarterback for Louisiana Tech, you know, played in the NFL as a quarterback, and he was a receiver coach. But, you know, it kind of ended up in a good favor for us, you know. He did a great job, you know, man. He... He brought me up, you know, he, he kind of knocked off some of the things that I needed to work on, you know, as a big time, you know, and then Coach Fish came in, you know, for my last year, and we kind of dug deeper, you know, into, you know, understand what I needed to do to, you know, make my game progress, you know, every every week, man, we, we just try to work hard as we could, you know, just, and always have that one and all mindset, you know, that was, that was everything, you know, and we just, you know, we did what we had to do. And you look at this past season, you mentioned, uh, having Coach Fitch as the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. Uh, you guys won 10 games for the first time since 1984, and you played a big role in that winning Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. Obviously, you had the best had the best season of your career. Uh, what allowed you to kind of take that step forward 
uh, from 2017 and 2018 and really improve in 2019? Oh, man. Once you say, you know, you only have one last ride, you know, that kind of, you know, stood out for me. You know, I had to you know, just try to push a little harder, you know, do the extra things that I could just to, you know, get better. You know, I, and I really, you know, was, you know, blessed with the opportunity to go to the, the Man Passing Academy this, that, uh, this past summer. You know, it kind of, you know, opened my eyes to things I need to work on. You know, I, I used those things and the information I learned there. You know, just kind of, you know, work with the guys that we had, you know, with every drill that we were doing and try to implement, you know, the game like reps into, you know, practice reps. And uh, I think, you know, this summer we did a good job. And uh, I can't do enough to thank the whole line, man. The whole line just did the job. And I love them boys, man. Just everybody knows the running backs, receivers, you know, especially on defense, man. Our defense played a heck of a year, you know, especially, you know, for this bowl game. You know, they shut out uh, a power five team, man. That, that just – you know, I was just like, man, we gotta do something for the defense, man. They're playing their, their tails off right now, so it, it's just been a good. It's, uh, this past year's just, just been good, you know. Just blessed for the opportunities that I was at. And now that you've wrapped up your career at Louisiana Tech, obviously, uh, I believe you're in Florida training for the NFL. What what do things look like for you uh, right now on a day to day basis as you continue to train, and and what are you really trying to work on uh, as you get or try to get ready for Louisiana Tech's pro day coming up in March? Oh, just a transition for, you know, the, the from college to the NFL, you know, the language of verbiage, you know, going up from, you know, from gun to, you know, more pro-style understanding, which I'm I'm fine with that. You know, we always used to work understanding drops in practice, so like, it's, it's not, you know, something new to me. But um, just, just feeling comfortable, just, you know, working on the, the things I need to work on, you know, just, just playing every, you know, movement I do as a game-like rep, you know, just work a little harder, you know, um, just keep pushing, you know, just, you only have that one opportunity. The only thing you need is just one person to have that, you know, that, that safety just to be a part of the organization or be a part of them. So, you know, I, I'm just blessed with the opportunity and just going to keep working for that. And, and, you know, you spent the last five years of your life in Ruston. Uh, I guess a little bit of a two-part question. What are you most proud of and what do you think you learned from when you came here as a young 18-year-old uh, to where you are now? Man, I just remember the day I stepped, you know, my first time coming on Louisiana Tech's campus as a as a freshman that summer, you know, just moving around my stuff, seeing, you know, my parents leaving. I was like, man, I'm in college. You know, we had the team meeting. Then that next morning at 6 a.m., we had a workout. I was like, man, this is it. So, but uh, it was, it, it, these past five years just meant, you know, a lot, you know. And I just want to, you know, apologize to everyone that, you know, that was, you know, offended by anything that has happened this year with me. You know, missing those two games for team violation. You know, that's not my character. You know, that's not the person I am. You know, I just made a mistake. You know, I, I've learned from it. I've grown from it. You know, I had the, the right people around me, you know, helping me, praying for me, just making sure that I understand that, you know, I need to watch some people that are around me and just, you know, don't don't just – I wouldn't say, you know, be a follower because I'm not a follower, but just, you know, watch the people that, that you are around. And, um, I've, you know, I've grown from it. I'm, I'm working hard and I'm doing everything that I can to – just to do the right thing. Last question before we let, let you get out of here. Your least favorite team in Conference USA? Uh, UAB. That's <laughs> <laughs> easy question. I think we... I'm really not over, you know, Southern Miss. You know, we won this last year. You know, they had our numbers the past year. We got over North Texas. It was UAB. I hear you. I hear you. That's. A, I think that was the one that we were expecting. I, I don't think uh, many tech people are too fond of the Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely, man. Just go smile for that one. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight, and uh, we'll certainly be pulling for you as you continue your preparations for the NFL. I appreciate appreciate everything, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Former Bulldog quarterback Jamar Smith joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, Yeah, as you heard, you know, he's taking some time to prepare for the NFL. And, and Beck, we were talking, you know, during the break, you know, hey, there's a number of different opportunities now. Uh, of course, with the XFL, the CFL, uh, if Jamar doesn't get a shot in the XF- NFL, he, he could go uh, potentially to the XFL or the CFL and continue uh, to further progress his game. You know, I'm honestly surprised. I don't ever hear more, but like, I don't hear that much about people going to the CFL. Where do they get their players? I mean, I mean, they're from colleges in the U.S. Oh yeah. You're right. I just I, never hear about anybody it's just going. It's there. not on TV as much. It was when Johnny Football was around, but. And I, tapes, are they playing a different time of year, maybe as well? Oh yeah, I think they do, and their rules are a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're, he's going to have a chance. I, mean, I, I haven't heard of like, I mean, I know they they do, but I haven't heard of any players going to the CFL. Like, no, yeah, I, I, I mean they have to. Johnny but, Football. Yeah, I but back, listen, I've defended Jamar a lot over the years, and we're not going to sit here and deny that he didn't make mistakes over the course of his career, but. When you look at the raw physical gifts that he has. Yeah, we're going to miss that like, for sure. Huge arm, a good athlete. Uh, I, th- I thought in tw- this past year in 2019, he was healthy. Like, yeah. He moved around so much better than he had in the two previous years. But, hey, listen, who knows what can happen? I mean, you hear some crazy stories, but I guess the hope would be, hey, have a good pro day in March. Hey, you want to come to pro day with me, bro? Bro, I'll come to pro day with you. Right. I think I came – yeah, I went last year, maybe. Did you? Maybe. Right. Can't remember. Come check it out. When is it? Uh, sometime in March. I'll let you know. Let me know. Put it on the old calendar. But, yeah, um, hey, have a good pro day. Potentially get yourself into an NFL camp. And, hey, who knows? You might yeah. be the first call. Yeah, and here's the deal. You know, you, you have players that are wildly successful in the NFL. And then, you know, we always have this conversation where they translate to the you never NFL. Know. You never know. So, somebody that puts up big numbers in the NFL or in college may not necessarily go to the NFL, obviously. And then people that are kind of unsuspecting in college – the pros may see a skill set that they're looking for, and you know you got like the Bill Belichick types of the world who always takes players that you never they think. believe yeah. they can coach, and they're yeah. like, I mean, people you would never think that they would be that high on it, and they make it happen. So, you know, I mean, look at Boston Scott. Hey, yeah, this this running is, all over Philadelphia yeah, and this right This is now. a just for Mar. I mean, there's going to be a number of tech players that get an opportunity at the next level, and we'll certainly, certainly talk them up on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. That's Come for on. sure. Hey, let's go ahead. Take our final timeout of the night. When we come back, we're going to put a bow on Season 12. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. 
Hey, DQ fans, get ready to spread the love this Valentine's Day with the new DQ Double Fudge Cookie Dough Treat Heart Cakes. In regular and mini, perfect for any size celebration, like you and your best girlfriend or the whole crew for Galentine's. Red spoons full of rich fudge, cookie dough chunks, and smooth soft serve will have your one and only's falling head over heels. So swing by to grab one from our cooler today and get $1 any size soft drinks Monday through Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Have you noticed more and more families in your neighborhood have easy go carts from Fairway Carts in Minden? That's because they've found out how much fun and how convenient an easy go multi passenger cart is. Why not join them? Fairway Carts has a good selection of easy go gas and electric multi passenger carts in many styles and colors with a whole slew of custom accessories. Visit the showroom on Highway 531 in Minden or call Fairway Carts at 371 CART. Ready for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Backhands, John Tabor running the board. It's the final segment of the year, Beck. It's, be honest with you, 23 shows this year. I think normally you do around 21, so we put in some OT. Been a fun year. Put in some OT. It's been a fun year. It's been a good one, BC. Hey, I've appreciated you showing up for, you were probably here for 20 after about 14 last year. You know, Ben? A little more dedicated. I think you're. I I don't know what it is. Are you a true radio person? I mean, I got two kids now. Maybe I'm just, you know, I don't mind being out of the house one night of the week. You know, I don't know what it is. Can't blame Maybe it's tapes. Maybe like being around tapes. Tapes is the man. Tapes is the man. I mean, what are you going to do? We've now? had some good battles this year. <laughs> Have we? We still need to do a free throw contest. We never did that. Yeah, we got to get around to the old free throw contest. We usually only remembered about Sunday that we were going to do that. Yeah. And then can't do it Monday night. And no, a little Tuesday's too late. the radio. So. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, not not a good. So, Ben, tell our, tell our listeners what you got planned for uh, Tuesday nights now that you're free man. Beck, I don't know. I, honestly. I'm podcast? Re- Are you going to be podcasting? Yeah, we're going to podcast a little bit. Uh, I like think, a breaking news podcast? You know? uh, not a breaking news podcast. I mentioned spring practice coming up in March. Obviously, baseball season is about to kick off. We'll probably do some podcasts at various times to kind of update the listeners, get everybody informed on how Lane Burroughs' squad is performing. Uh, we'll also have a podcast leaning into spring practice. Um, but to be honest with you, Beck, the next – Month in two days. BC, BC might, put his feet up. BC might lay low for a little bit. Yeah, especially uh, in the public scene. <laughs> I mean, I it's no it's no secret, Ben, how much work you put into this. So I, you know, no, I think, listen, I think I speak for everybody when we say we're uh, thankful for you. No, I'm not going to sit here and say I, I'm worn out by any means. But hey, w- when you've been grinding since August, and listen, you know how how much work it takes. I mean, you're right there with me. Yeah, I'm right there. But, but. It can be – there are some nights when I say, you know what, I've had enough. Time to move on to tomorrow. But, hey, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean – Hey, we're we're hitting records membership-wise. I mean, join the party is what you're saying. Hey, it's only nine ninety five a month. But I'm not going to lie to you. 
probably going to run another promotion leading into spring practice if you're looking to join us at the website. Hmm. Got a lot of great information. You know, last week, uh, post-signing day, we had the opportunity uh, to take a look at the pre-spring depth chart leading into 2020. Of course, we mentioned Luke Anthony at quarterback. Um, I think that, you know, this Tech team, you look at the schedule next year, first off, your non-conference schedule at UNLV, at home against Prairie View, road game at Baylor, road game at Vanderbilt. So you only got five home games. But if you get some good, if you get some good quarterback play from Luke Anthony, I think this team has a chance. Now, I'm not going to say. I think it's pretty bold to say that you're going to predict ten wins. Correct on this this season. Yeah. Oh, eleven. I think I'm in the seven or eight range, but. And I say that because the quarterback position is an unknown, and the defense is replacing nine or ten starters. They got some guys that have played, but you know that, that's a real big thing uh, that we'll be paying attention to heading into spring practice. Of course, the Duck and Dogs um, had a little bit of a hiccup this past week at Western Kentucky. Also dropped one at Marshall. They'll be back in action this week against FIU and FAU. Uh, former Bulldog assistant coach Dusty May comes to town on Saturday as the head coach of Florida Atlantic. Of course, pod play uh, will get going pretty soon the following week uh, as well. So that schedule, I believe it will be released on Sunday. Also, baseball, like I mentioned, is coming out. Lane Burroughs, I know uh, they have some high expectations. It's going to be a challenging year uh, to be on the road. But, Beck, got a question for you. What you got? This is the big thing coming up in Ruston. A little Mardi Gras parade, February 22nd. In Ruston? Yeah, you go. No. no. Why? Back, the kids would love to catch some beats. Come out there with you, boy. We can shoot free throws behind the parade. Maybe. You got something to do? The twenty second of March? Yeah. I feel like you've just you've just cluttered my March schedule. Every every no, time. February, bro. You said you just okay. I meant February. My bad. So eleven days. I might be out there. All right, we'll see it. We'll see it. So it's certainly been a fun year. We we certainly appreciate you joining us each and every Tuesday night. Uh, I know Beck and I have a have a great time. Uh, week in and week out. I know Beck does a tremendous job at preparing yeah, week in and week out. My prep is just unrivaled. Unri- unrivaled, yeah. Oh, oh, nobody can prepare for, like Beck Haynes could. John Tabor did a fantastic job running the board. Uh, we appreciate John coming in week in and week out. So that'll do it for us this season. Uh, of course, stay tuned to BleedTechBlue.com. Throughout the off season. I mentioned we'll have some various podcasts up. Throughout the year, we'll be back in August for Bleed Tech Blue Radio Season 13. For Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. We'll see you. for the first National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acne Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, 
and ideal portable buildings. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 97.7. Can you interact with us that way? And we're the audio you choose every day. FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. I'm a little moist right now. I'm a woman. It's the iCouple, Chris and Rob. We're brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. I mean, sometimes, Rob, it feels like I'm seeing an AutoZone on every corner. I'm not even exaggerating. But they got 5,600 locations nationwide, and that's why they seem to be omnipresent. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Believe that. Restrictions apply. Getting the zone, AutoZone. All right, your turn to weigh in. Taysom Hill. I mean, I, I like his gumption. I like him, but I don't love him. Yeah, I, I haven't seen enough <laughs> to love him. You know, he might be a better tight end than quarterback for all I know. All right, let's see what you think. Gerald in South Dakota. Gerald, you're on with Chris and Rob. Hey, guys. How are you? Did I say that right? Is it Gerald or Jarrell? Joe, J-O-E. Oh, J-O-E, Joe. Joe, I'm sorry about that. They they typed in. Wait a minute. You know what? But Uh, go ahead, Joe. We're going to send our intern home for that. All right, go home. (laughs) Ryan, go home. All right. Jason Hill has 13 career passes. We're talking in Tampa Bay whether they should stick to Jameis Winston or not. And Taysom Hill has the gall to say he's a franchise quarterback right. after 13 career passes. I mean, That's... Drew Brees, <laughs> he, just, he, he barely missed the Super Bowl two years ago. Three years ago, they almost beat the Vikings off set for the miracle play in Minneapolis that day. I, I, if anything, they need to stick with Teddy, but for now, they got Breeze and Teddy. There's not even a conversation right. to be had about Taysom Thank Hill. you. Thank you. That That is a strong – and what, part of it, Rob, is people are running with the Lamar Jackson thing because he was successful. Oh, you know, now a running quarterback can work. First of all, he runs it well. He ain't Lamar Jackson. Right. So can, and, that's number one. And just because it worked there, and then, like, let's not get crazy. It's not going to work for everybody. There's no. not – no. Everybody's not going to be. You could try to copy. We know that that pro sports is a co- is all copycat, right? Something works, Chris. Then then somebody else is going to try it to see right. if it works. So I, I I get that part, but I'm with you. I just don't think he's there. Thanks for the and, call, and, Joe. And we have Brady Brady Papingo on with us on undisputed. He just was fawning over Taysom Hill. But I said, well, look. Remember he said he wanted to give him 150 million dollars. Yeah, like in the playoffs. Even Lamar hasn't found success yet. It's early. I'm not writing him off. No, no, no. But he's but, lost two right. playoff games, and he was the catch me out going into yep. both of those. Remember that they had yep. won five of six or six. Yep. Six out of seven or something. Six uh, out of seven is rookie. Yep. Tony in D.C. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's happening? Always a pleasure to talk to y'all. You no too. doubt. Um, Rob, try not to get too much chicken grease all over the studio. No, I'm okay, done. Okay, my man. It Thank was, you, man. It was Thank just you. one it, little. It needed to be said. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you know when you got to eat, man. I'm telling you, I've been working all day. <laughs> hey, 
But um, I'm with Rob Park on this one. Hey, Tayson, it was nice knowing you. We had some memories. But you got to do what you got to do. And to say one thing, because you said something about Bridgewater in New England, I personally don't think it would work because the knock on Bridgewater coming out of college was his arm strength. Right. When the weather changes in the Northeast, the wind, the snow and all that, I just don't think he would be he would excel in that kind of environment. So I think he's in the right situation to wait Drew Brees out a couple years. Couple you know, years. Um, no, if he can if he can start in New Orleans like two years from now, then I'm with you. But New England, you know, Brady, especially the last few years, hasn't had the strongest arm. But I'm not. I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. Obviously, no, no, no. Brady but but you're right. But you're it, right. But, yeah. His arm is is definitely diminished. Right. Thanks, let's, Tony. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Pete in Riverside, California. Pete, you're on with Chris and Rob. Hey, you guys are awesome. I've been waiting since that Minnesota game to talk to you. And at the end of this, I want to talk about the Saints, but I want to say something about pass interference. So, Sean Payton and the Saints live on the deep pass. He did not have a plan B in that game. He, he needed to – he wasted almost the first half of the game trying to throw deep, trying to throw medium passes. Minnesota's defensive line was in on Breeze within two to ha- two and a half seconds. He's running for his life. And Breeze isn't Hill, throwing the when, deep ball that right. great nowadays either. When the plan B happened with Taysom Hill, he brought them back. I'm not saying he's a quarterback, but he helped tie that game up. Agreed. Now listen, oh, now here, listen to hold me. Hold on, here's it, what I'll say. I agree with you. And Taysom Hill as a gimmick, when you prepare all week for Drew Brees and then they throw in this running quarterback, I get it. That can throw you off. But if you got time to prepare every week for Taysom Hill, he's not doing that. No doubt about it. There's a big difference. Right. Go ahead. Finish your point, Pete. Evaluate Drew Brees. You got to look at the defenses that have been on that team all those years. You know what I'm saying? Right. They've. They've had some good defenses, but they've never had great defenses. Last He's had to outscore his opponents. Yeah. All right, Pete, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's do the, uh, go to Max in Georgia. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Max? What's up, fellas? What's hey, up, man? Hey, Max, have you caught the uh, Undisputed we've been doing in, uh, this week? Rob, you guys are killing it. I love the $3 bill Jack comment today <laughs> that had me rolling. <laughs> we could keep a straight face. Oh, my I God. I, I, I could. You. I could. Chris, you know that was funny. <laughs> no, it was good. You had one that was really good yesterday. What was uh, it? The, about the 76ers not needing – They don't. you said they needed Nick Nurse. I said they don't yes, need a nurse. They need a good. doctor. That was a good one. That and chocolate chip. You're up to two. You got two jokes. I got jokes. a couple of jokes. You got All two. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Max. What's up? Hey, I, I think it's crazy. I mean, Taysom needs to take a uh, piece of uh, humble pie. But having said that, I think if you're the Saints, you got to figure out, is Drew coming back or is he not? If he is, obviously you keep Drew and, and, and hopefully Teddy. But Teddy's attractive in free agency. So I think Taysom, he's talented in ways. I just – we want to see. He could be a more talented Tim Tebow maybe. When he right. came in that game, he was the Saints everything. He brought a spark that they needed badly. They still lost. But he, well, remember, he Tebow it, so. won games, including the playoff game. He beat Pittsburgh and, and in overtime. That, that's fair to say Taysom Hill might be a more talented Tebow. You know, he still, I think, throws it, certainly throws it but better once, than Tebow. But, 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 yeah, I was going to say. And, once, and may even run it better. And once Tebow, uh, like, really got in the mix, people didn't want him as a quarterback. No, they, no, no, you know, no. like, no. They just we just wasn't going to be able to do it every day. All right, one of the baddest men in NBA history, Charles Oakley, joins oh, us next. But oh. first, Ralph Irvin for what is trending, Ralph.
What's going on tonight in the NBA? We start in Philadelphia where the Sixers have exploded in the second half. They've outscored the Clippers 9-3 to open the third quarter. And, yeah, Philadelphia up 